Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, it's time for another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. Kevin has about three decades of experience in the financial planning landscape, and he's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement. And on today's show, we're going to have lots of great discussion about planning for retirement, finances, and we'll talk about fun stuff along the way as well. I feel a bit sing-songy this morning, Kevin, in my delivery, but I think it's just I'm in a good mood to chat with you today and hope you're doing well. Well, it's funny you said that because I perked right up when you went into your radio voice there. (laughs) (laughs) We have the professional broadcasting radio voice, and then we have the sing-songy up-and-down voice. You never know what you're going to get. That was, I haven't heard that voice in a while, so it was kind of refreshing. So that, yeah. was, fun. that was fun. Yeah, yeah we gotta, you got to brighten things up a little bit. It's the holidays, right? So It is. We're not too far away, are we? No. I mean, every... <laughs> Every uh, every day we get a little bit closer. It's going to be uh, going to be crazy times here over the next couple of weeks. Do you get into a festive mood this time of year? Do you guys do decorations and that kind of thing? Or are you not big decorators? No, we we uh, I don't decorate. So Lynette decorates. Lynette decorate? Yeah, that's she, she does. You know, so we have lights outside, lights inside, and all that kind of cool stuff going on. So when you walk in the house, you definitely know it's Christmas. So I was being critical of Connie's decorations. In fact, just yesterday. And she said, did you put any up this year? And I shut right up. (laughs) (laughs) You knew better, right? You knew better. Don't go any further. I said, I already dug my hole. I'll stop talking. She heard. We we have different decorating styles. I like you either choose you're going to be the white lights and go kind of with that classy look. Or you're going to choose all the different colors and just kind of go with a louder, you know, look of, and, and, and that's fine. You just want, do you want the colorful look or do you want to have just sort of like the, the white and the kind of the classy appeal in your Christmas lights? I'm kind of fine with, uh, with either one, but I feel like you got to choose, right? Like it's very hard to mix the two. She's just like, whatever we have from previous Christmases that's still working, I plug it in, I project it. I'm going to display it, every little thing we've got. So we've got mix of color color lights and white lights and all different types of sizes of bulbs and brightness and different things that shoot projectors up in the air and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, that's just a little, it's a little loud. You know, you could have done this and could have done that. And she just looked right over and said, did you put any up this year? <laughs> <laughs> your signs ran off in your head and said, shut up. I shut said, up, I right? better stop right there. I think so, it looks beautiful. Great job. <laughs> do, do you have a little Clark Griswold going on there? <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not too bad. It's not too okay, bad. Okay. But, you know, I'm just like, well, you know, you could have probably moved the color, the, these, this string of lights over here and then maybe, or you could do the garage in color, but then keep just, you know, the nice wreath over here. And uh, she just wasn't having any of it. Of it. So I was like, all right, no, it, lo- it looks fine. I'm, I'm happy with it. So. Yeah. Keep her vision prominent. That's what you got to do. That's right. That's right. I said, ultimately, I don't care. It's just fun to have the, you know, the excitement and the lights and a little something different. So, well, I'll come home and, you know, 
I, I better be on the lookout for new lights or stuff because that's the first thing I'll be asked. Did you see the new lights? I'll say yes. And then you, a lot of you times better she'll have catch, seen it, right? <laughs> yeah, she'll catch me. Where are they at? And I'm like, ah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ask that follow-up question. Yeah. You're, you're, and then you're in trouble. So I'm on guard now, so I look every day. <laughs> yeah. You should, oh, they must have been malfunctioning when I drove by. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the other lights. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, too funny. Well, uh, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend and get to keep those eyes peeled when you go back and see the lights tonight. Uh, on today's show, we've got lots of good stuff that we're going to talk about. Are you a late bloomer when it comes to planning for retirement? It's okay. No big deal if you are. Maybe you've got a few little things, feel like you got to play catch up before you hit that retirement button. Uh, we're going to talk about some strategies and things that you can think about that might actually put you in a better position than you think you are in. We're going to maybe answer some of your questions. We're not going to talk about kids and retirement planning at some point today as well. Lots on the agenda, at least. We'll see what all we can get to. Let's talk about those late bloomers, Kevin. I'm sure you have this all the time where somebody comes in to meet with you and they say, yeah, I mean, I'd love to retire. Maybe they even already, already have a date in mind, like, yeah, next year, next two, three years, something like that. But I just don't think we're ready. I'm going to have to play a lot of catch up here in these final few years. Is that kind of a conversation that happens from time to time in your office? It's funny you ask that because it just happened with a couple, oh, probably a week or so ago. They came in, you know, kids were going to school and they had all these expenses. They wanted to pay the house off. And then they got to about 50. And then they thought, I'm one of these late bloomers and I really need to catch up on what's going on. So the first thing they did is they got involved in their planning. They looked at how much they can put in their 401ks and, and one person worked at a hospital's 403Bs. And they maxed them out. Not only did they max them out, they started putting extra money aside in a non-retirement account. In, in about uh, eight years, I think eight or nine years, they saved over $700,000. Now, that's a big chunk of money to save in that time frame. And they're both working. And all of the primary bills were paid off and the kids were gone. So they had all this extra money to, to work on. So if that's you and you're thinking about this and you're 50 and older, one place that you can really stock up on is your 401k or your 403b. So if you're over 50, well, let's go back. Prior to 50, you can put 19,500. Over 50, it's called the catch-up contribution. You can add another 6,500. So you can contribute $26,000 to your 401 or 403b. Now, if you like this couple, there's two of you, you're doing it, and you do it over eight or nine years, it adds up really quickly. So if you are if you don't have a 401 or or 403b, you could simply do the Roth or the IRA. Uh, you can do 60 if you're 49 or under. If you're 50 or above, or 6,000, excuse me. If you're 50 above, you can do 7,000. Now, if you're self-employed or you own a small business, you could do something called a simple 401k where the contribution for you and your employers, you can match or you could contribute up to 13,500 and 3,000 if you're over 50 for a total of 16,500. Those are just some simple ways, Walter, that if you think you're a late bloomer and you're behind the eight ball and you want to save, that's a good spot to consider because you can you can pack away a lot of dollars in those things, and get a tax benefit from it, and you know look down the road seven, eight, nine years, it will be a big chunk of money. The end result for most people is you're going to be able to retire earlier than you thought, just like this couple that came in. Putting savings in your plan, it's never a bad idea. When you save money, that always benefits you in the long term. And you're going to be able to see the difference towards your retirement plan. The most overlooked part of this planning is it's going to reduce your taxable income now. Now, there's a thin line, Walter, when you, when you start doing this planning, Roth versus traditional or Roth 401 versus traditional 401. That's where you sit down with your advisor and you get some good numbers. 
and see 10, 15 years down the road the situation you've been in. That way you have time enough now to plan for that situation. Do we call that the thin green line? Is that what that the, is? The, the thin green line, yes. Something like that, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch-up contributions definitely can be a big thing. Every little bit helps, right? And those extra dollars near the end of the process can really pile up. So that's really it. Do, it does, yeah. All right. What about, uh, I think another thing people often will overlook is kids coming off the payroll. You know, one way you might think, oh, our expenses are so high. How are we going to make enough money in retirement to cover our lifestyle right now? And sometimes we forget that ah, maybe some of those expenses and things we're spending on the kids can kind of uh, get loosened up a little bit. I, I know folks who were paying for their kids' cell phone bills well into the kids' you know, 30s. And it's like, nah, you can cut that loose. Let them live on their own a little bit now, you know? Yeah, we're talking about the little life suckers, right? <laughs> <laughs> little life suckers. suckers yeah, I like you know. that. It seems that the kids, you know, they're never, like you said, Walter, they're never really completely off the payroll. Do you remember what my grandfather's saying? You know, I, I mentioned it a few times about kids. What was that? Remind me. They're, you know, they're like boomerangs. They always oh, that's come right. Back. The boomerangs. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. You know, and he meant it in a good way because then you come back, you're involved in your family and that kind of stuff. But it was kind of funny the way he said it. So if you're near retirement, you know, you have a good chance your kids are still on the payroll. You know, there always seems to be some kind of help that they're needed. It's college tuition, car payments, cell phone, like Walter said. Car insurance is a big one. That could be a couple thousand a year easily. Health insurance, you know, the kids can't be without health insurance. I got a recent call from one of my clients, uh, Walter, and he set up an account for his son. Son bought a house and, you know, naturally, like three months later, something goes bad and it's the well. You know, the well isn't cheap to replace. So now, you know, we need money out of that particular account. So there's always things that seem to come up that may take, you know, big chunks of money. And that's where the emergency cash position comes into place. Now there is a, you know, positive end to this. Just imagine when your kids start working and you can pass on these expenses to them. Now that's the whole goal. That's the whole idea. And I bet you if you sit down and you add up the expenses you're paying for your kids, it, it's 500 to $1,000 a month. I've I seen it over and over and over. So when they start paying their bills, what does that mean? You have more money. You can probably start supercharging your own retirement accounts, and this will get you earlier to retirement. So when the kids get on their own feet, they start paying their bills, Walter. They get married. What happens next? Having some babies. Yeah, grandkids, right? <laughs> then that's a whole different ballpark, yep. right? So then, but take advantage of that now. Just, you know, if you're finding that you have some found money, you know, look at saving it towards retirement to get you closer to it. And that, that's one of the positions that we use here in our office all the time. Hey, the kids are off the payroll now. How much additional do we have? How can we maximize the potential of that and return to, you know, five, 10 years down the road? Yeah, you might be surprised at just how much maybe, you know, keeping kids on the payroll starts costing you. And so when you get to retirement, you need to make the numbers work a little bit smoother. Let's look at some of those things that we can pass on to them to start taking care of. Then we have the element of disappearing debt. Uh, a lot of times people start to get close to being, uh, you know, paying off some of the debts that they've accumulated throughout their lives, whether it be the mortgage, home remodeling, cars that have been purchased, those kinds of things. If those start coming off the books at retirement, it can make the numbers look a lot better. Well, let me tell you a personal story. I sat down, hopefully you sat down with your advisor and you came up in your plan to eliminate as much debt as you can before retirement. And I've done this for several clients, but the one I have in, in the back of my mind, I call him the mad scientist. We talked about him before. And once we went over the option of how to pay his house off early, he really took this planning to heart and really worked at it and paid it off years early. And he turned just 58 and he's retired. 
So having no debt goes a long way in retirement. You can reduce your monthly budget by possibly thousands of dollars. If you have credit card debt, you have car payments like Walter said, you have that mortgage payment or whatever it is, if we can get those under control before you go into retirement, it takes away a lot of strain on what's going on in your budget. Instead of needing 5,000 per month from your 401k, now maybe you need 3,000 per month, which means that you'll have the greater possibility of not running out of money in retirement which is the number one fear of most retirees. So this, this debt issue can really help you or hurt you. So you have to sit down, you have to figure it out, you have to put it in your plan. And I would suggest if you're not retired yet and you're getting closer to retire, start planning to pay that debt off because that will help you in the long run. Absolutely. That's a great point, Kevin. And if you have any questions about what we're talking about on the show today, we're discussing late bloomers. Those of you who, no problem, you get closer to retirement, you're like, eh, I don't know if I can do it. Not sure if I can pull that trigger. Might need to catch up a little bit. Or what can we finagle to make this retirement happen? The good news is we often find out that you are in a better position than you think. And that's better news to get than the other way around. But it's also helpful to find out if you have more work to do and do need to do a little bit of uh, planning and finagling or whatever you want to call it to achieve those retirement goals. Better to find those things out now rather than pulling the retirement trigger and then figuring things out. So if that's you uh, approaching retirement, thinking about, eh, maybe I am in that late bloomer category, what can I do to improve? Don't hesitate to reach out to Kevin. You can set up a time to meet via Zoom or a remote conference call and talk about your financial plan and go through those initial and uh, beginning steps there. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call. That's 888-885-PLAN or simply 888-885-7526. Last but not least, Kevin, one other example that we can point to when it comes to late bloomers, those folks who are trying to figure out the retirement puzzle as they get to that point. Maybe they don't have enough money saved. They're getting closer, but not quite as much as they think. Some of the reasons why that news might not be as bad as you think, and that's because you have this option that's much more realistic these days of a twilight career, and that gives you a lot of flexibility. It does. And I can give you some examples there too. Um, you have now entered what I call halftime. And Walter, you and I have talked about books I've read before. This is another good book, okay. Halftime. It's about talking about the second part of your life. What are you going to do after you retire? I mean, there's there's lots of things to do for some people. And I'm one of them. And I suspect you're one of them, Walter. If I retire tomorrow, I just couldn't sit. I have to have something to do. So let me give you an example of what some of my clients have done after they retired. I have lots and lots of clients, lots of good Christian clients that are volunteering more at their church. That takes up time. They're giving their expertise. They're helping out. They get a great feeling out of doing it. One gentleman, and I'm going to make the preface here, uh, Walter, and then I'm going to ask you a question. He's a single man, and he works part-time at the golf course, and he doesn't golf. Do you know why he does that? Does he caddy? No, he just cuts the grass. Oh, he just cuts the grass, like yeah. a Forrest Gump situation. Yeah. <laughs> Where he goes, so what, he goes back to just cut the grass for Alabama, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But why do you think my client does this? Uh, to pick up the on the ladies. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he loves to cut grass, number one, just like Forrest Gump did. But he, he meets, he typically cuts grass when the ladies are playing, so he loves to meet the ladies. Oh, that is too uh, funny. One person I know works at Home Depot. When he was working, he was always in Home Depot. When he got off, he was there almost on a daily basis, and he thought, I love this place. So he works there part-time, and he really, really enjoys it. One guy I can tell you about, he drove Greyhound bus. As he puts it, he gets to see the United States and paid for it. He just absolutely loves it. Now, Walter, you, you can't imagine this one, but 
Two of my clients started a guide service for fishing and hunting. Oh, cool. You know, they love the outdoors and they get paid to do what they like. Now, they don't do it full time. They do it part time. So you should have purpose in your life. If you're going into the second half of your life, find your purpose. And the trick here is to find out what your purpose will be. So your second half of your life can be more fulfilled and you can go forward into retirement and maybe pass these things along to your kids and grandkids. If you have questions about that, how do you make all this work? I think a lot of people wonder this, Kevin, like they think, oh, I should meet with a financial advisor to figure all this stuff out. But I don't think a lot of financial advisors are walking people through these kinds of conversations. You know, sometimes it's just, okay, what investments are you in? And like, that's the extent of the conversation. Okay, here, here's a product to fix your issue. This is much deeper what you do. You go into the nitty and gritty and talk about debt and what the kids are up to and and family planning and, hey, what about a career? What's the house situation? Health plans. You go into all of it. I mean, it's it's really – I know it's kind of a buzzword to say comprehensive, right? But you really truly leave no stone unturned when you meet with clients and walk through their financial and retirement plans, right? We do this all the time, and the number one – review I get back is I've never been through such uh, this type of planning. I fully understand it. Mm. It's easy to understand. I give you a example. We just met with one of my clients who wants to take advantage of some of the healthcare acts because he was just laid off. We met with the CPA. We sit down, we ironed this out months ago, and we just sat down with the CPA this week and got his blessing to make sure I wasn't overlooking anything. And it does, it affects everything, affects your income. Um, It affects your, um, now because he's not employed, he's looking for health insurance. How much income can you have, for example, and you want to go into exchange without having to, you know, have it subsidized, those kind of things. So there's all kinds of aspects that go into this planning. It's just not on a scale of one to 10, Walter, how do you feel on risk? Or it's just not, you know, when do you want to retire? How much income do you need? There's a lot more behind this type of planning. And it comes from you. This is your plan. This isn't my plan. Every plan I put together is different because everybody is different. And you you remember that. If you're getting a 50, 60-page report and you don't understand it, that's the key right there. You know, you don't want to do business with somebody that is confusing you. You want something simple. You want something comprehensive, like Walter says. And you want it encompassed into your plan for all of those things that we just talked about. So if that is you... It's pretty simple. All you got to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and I'd be happy to walk you through this process. And it's very easy, and most people really, really enjoy the process. All you have to do is pick up the phone and give Kevin a call to start the conversation. It's that easy. 888-885-PLAN. Actually, it's the hardest part. Just beginning that conversation, just like uh, exercising, getting off the porch is the hardest part. Once you get the body moving, it gets a little easier. I mean, it's still hard, but you know, it's you, you, <laughs> once you're already in motion, you tend to stay in motion. And it's like that with planning. Once people pick up the phone, give you a call, Kevin, and start that process, it gets easier from there to keep it going and follow through to fruition. And Boy, what a great end result when you can have a little bit more confidence in your plan at the end of the process and have a clear vision for what lies ahead from a financial and retirement standpoint. So again, pick up the phone and give a call if you have any questions for Kevin about what we've talked about or if you'd like to take advantage of a customized, comprehensive, and complimentary financial review. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin has offices in the Tri-City area in Timconning and in Saginaw as well. You'll be able to meet remotely, though, uh, via Zoom or remote conversation like we're all doing these days still and uh, have a conversation with him very easily from the comfort of your home. So to schedule that time to meet and to chat, you can do that by calling 888-885-PLAN. 
More coming up on today's show. You're tuned in to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. This is the getting to know you portion of our program where I throw random questions at Kevin each week. We just get to talk about some non-financial stuff for a bit. Kevin, what fad or trend do you wish would come back? You know, Walter, this is going to sound weird, but it's going to tell my age. I really love to bowl. Bowl? And, you know, bowling. Yeah, bowling is, you know, a trend that... I just heard this on WSGW, I think Art Lewis was talking about. I think there was 4,000 enrolled bowlers just in the Tri-City area. Uh, I want to say back 10, 15 years ago. Now there's like 400. Oh, wow. So the bowling alleys are closed and, you know, they're not doing But I just love to do that. And the reason I quit it is because I'm not a smoker. And I would go in there and everybody else seemed to smoke and I couldn't take it. But this is a funny story. When I was a kid and I grew up in Pinconi, there was a bowling alley here called White's Bowling Alley. And there's a retired gentleman who would come in and teach all us kids to bowl. And his goal was to get us to a 200 game. And when we got a 200 game, it was like he got his first 200 game. He was so happy. Oh, that's cool. And he was a, he was a nice gentleman. And, and the odd thing about his bowling ball was it only had two holes. And he was a, oh, he was really? a retired. Yeah, he was a retired PBA bowler, too. So he put both fingers in one hole up front and his thumb in the one on the bottom. And he could throw 200s at, I would say he was probably 65, 70 years at, old at the time, like there was no tomorrow. Wow. How about that? I saw a trivia yeah. question the other day about bowling. What is the max number of holes that you're permitted to have in a bowling ball? I would say three. Twelve. You can have 12. Really? Yeah. Well, Isn't that funny? I, I guess I'll have to, I don't understand why, but I have to look that up now. <laughs> I guess if you want to try yeah. different hand position combinations and things like yeah. that. But yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I was just as low as you. I think I said five because I figured if somebody wanted to map out exactly their grip, you know, you could have yeah. five holes maybe. But yeah, 12, I guess, would give you the opportunity to have a couple of different angles of grips and that kind of thing. But well, that's a lot of technology into that, isn't it? What's the best? You- I think 267. Wow. Oh, that's got, really good. Uh, I strung a good line that night, and it was a good night. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. Two, two, oh, two oh seven is my high. Two oh seven. Yeah. Well, you know the story when I bowled with Paul down in North Carolina, right? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Here in Michigan, they're all slide lanes. So, in other words, you put your shoes on and you slide towards the foul line. In North Carolina, they're not slide lanes. So, in other words, yeah, you if, walk. Up, if you're sliding, you've gone too far, and and you're sliding down the lane down here. <laughs> well. I went to do my normal slide. I, <laughs> you I fell down. I fell down. I pulled my middle finger out of the socket. Oh, my gosh. And the ball, I think it went in the gutter. But I've never heard oh of such a thing. Gosh. It surprised me. And Paul this hysterically tells that story to every new, new advisor we need to this day. Oh, that sounds like a movie clip right there. You go thinking it, you're going to slide your plant and go flying. <laughs> the only good thing was there's only like five other people in the bowling alley, so oh, the, it wasn't full. The loss in bowling's popularity helped you that day. It least. did. It did, Oh, yes. my gosh. That is too funny. I can picture it now. That sounds like a story I would have. from I, You know, with all of my clumsiness, I don't know if I have any crazy bowling clumsiness stories. I've managed to not injure myself over the years when we've gone bowling, but I agree with you. That would be fun to have bowling. I always loved going bowling and like, yeah, nobody, it doesn't seem like people think of bowling top of mind, even pre-pandemic. It's not top of mind activity anymore, which is too bad because it's a good time. It is. I mean, you get together, we had leagues, you know, we did it every, yeah. every week. Birthday parties little... were great. I'm sure yeah. that there are still are some, but yeah, not quite as prevalent. Not many bowling at least. Yeah, that's true. 
Well, there you go. We wish bowling alleys, hey, uh, to the local bowling alleys, we wish you to make a comeback. So let's do it. Try and get more people out bowling when the pandemic's over, I guess. Or try and do it now. You can still socially distance from people. Hang out down the alley a little bit. There you go. Getting to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Fun chats and stories about bowling. Uh, More coming up. You're listening to Simply Financial, and there's more around the corner. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Rocking and rolling on Simply Financial today. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Inside Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. Find us online at insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com. Kevin, I got a quote for you this week to reflect on before we move on with our uh, additional questions for you on today's show. Okay. This is uh, from Timothy Ferris, who is a uh, famous podcast host. He said, money is multiplied in practical value depending on the number of W's you control in your life. What you do, when you do it, where you do it, and whom you do it with. Boy, do we talk about that for the last two or three years? Yeah, that's pretty much a common <laughs> common reflection of our chats, I think. I would say he's one smart dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that's it. That's what we talk about every single week. You know, you don't want to procrastinate. You don't want to wait. You want to take control. This is your retirement, not your advisor's uh, retirement. Get involved and make decisions and get involved so you understand. And all of these things will help you in the long run. Yeah, the uh, Tim Ferriss show is what he is uh, popular for in the podcasting circles. And, yeah, pretty good and smart cookie on a lot of, like, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur and that kind of thing, thinking about money. Good uh, kind of lesson to learn, I think, today for sure. Tim Ferriss, I have to put him on my yeah, podcast. And listen I think he's to got him. a book yeah. or two or something like that as well. So yeah, yeah. might be worth checking out. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about, you know, something that really struck me earlier in the show. So I want to expand on it a little bit more. We were okay. kind of talking to Kevin about how it's not just about the money when you plan with folks. It's not just looking at the investments. It's a broader a broader topic. And so I kind of wanted to because you hit on this just a little bit when we were talking about kids coming off the payroll, but it got me thinking of a larger conversation that we could have about, you know, kids and retirement planning. And I would imagine a lot of the time when people come in to meet with you, they're not just thinking about themselves and their own retirement plans, especially as they develop a relationship with you. I'm sure they're calling you all the time for help with giving advice for their grandkids or just other things that are happening in for life. Or maybe, hey, we're thinking of buying a car. What do you think about it? Or, you know, looking for advice that are not even really related to the retirement realm. Well, you know how I answer that? That question, Walter? Say they're they're looking to buy a car. You know how I go about and answer that question? How's that? I just put it in their plan. I want to see their retirement number. Does it go up or down? You know, if we pay payments, it's one number. If we don't, we pay cash, it's another number. And that's the start of the conversation. So, yeah, everybody's different. Yep, exactly. So I want to focus in and, and kind of laser in on the kids a little bit and some of the issues that revolve around the discussion of kids and retirement plans and that sort of thing. Because I think inevitably it becomes a large part of the discussion for a lot of the people that you meet with. Let's first talk about that really big expense that sometimes is on the kids' shoulders, sometimes is on the parents' shoulders. What about college expenses and how is that typically or traditionally handled when when you meet with people? Where do most people kind of fall in that discussion? Well, most parents, you know, want to help out and depending on what degree you're at you're sitting at, you know, it could be very expensive. So if you have kids in college and you're approaching retirement or maybe you're even in retired or already retired, this is a really substantial added expense. It could be, especially if you have less income in retirement versus while you're working. So if you retire, you're, let's say you're making $100,000 a year and now in retirement you're making sixty, 
The question is this, how are you going to pay for that college expense? Are you going to sell shares of your mutual fund? If so, think about what shares you're going to sell. Are you going to liquidate cash, your cash positions, or where you put your money to work? And what I mean by that is it starts by a plan. What is your shortfall? So if we have this added expense, that's definitely going to be shortfall. What is your retirement number? What investments will generate income without selling shares or liquidating cash in your accounts? In other words, let's put your money to work. You stop working. You're no longer in the payroll. The money that you save now are your employees. Let's put those employees to work to generate income in all kinds of markets. And that's the thing about college planning when I sit down with people. How are we going to pay for it if you're paying for it if you're helping what's your portion and let's put your money to work let's not let it sit on the sidelines where i got to sell cash or i got to sell shares or something or, or, or anything of that nature so sit down plan this out most of the times when i sit down with people it's very easy to come up with a good answer and it will help in retirement that's a great point. And again, the number to call. If you have any questions about what we're about to talk about on the show today about dealing with kids and their role in retirement planning, feel free to reach out at 888-885-PLAN, 888-885-PLAN. What about the job market? You know, a lot of younger folks, especially in my generation, my parents, you know, getting close to retirement. If I were to have job troubles, you know, they might be folks that I turn to for help and guidance, but that would be tough to do right when they're trying to accomplish their goals of retiring. Have you seen that conflict pop up? Somewhat. Um, you know, if there's a lot of retirees or pre-retirees are finding their kids are struggling to find a good job. You know, we've been talking about that all during the show here. But back to them being on the payroll, right? Right. Back to them being on the payroll. And I just read an article in the USA Today and the headline was this. These 10 jobs could disappear or decline because of COVID-19. What do you think? You know, this COVID issue has turned us on our head, hasn't it? Because it, no, we can't go to a restaurant. We can't go in many stores. We can't do lots of things that we used to do. So the number one job that may not come back for a long, long time, and if you have the greenness, is what, Walter? What do you think? We go to restaurants all the time. We can't go in them now. Yep. We can't tip. We can't help well, servers out. Nothing. So if you have a culinary degree, the outlooks of being a chef is pretty Yep. Pretty not good. So you may be there. Other ones that they talked about, executive assistant, they're down 55%. Receptionist, they're down 35%. Account payable specialist is down 37%. You know, and the reason there is because all the technology that's coming around, HR generalist is down 37%. Product demonstrator, now that took a big decline because you can't do that right now. It's down 63%. So it depends on where your kids are sitting what's going on, you know, what's their job outlook, we have to plan for this, you know, and maybe they have to take a part-time job or something like that, or a job they don't really particularly like to get them through this mess, because if you're ultimately on the, uh, if they're still on your checkbook, it's going to affect you, so we need to figure this out going forward. That's a great point, Kevin. All right, so we've got the kids and their issues, college expenses, maybe some trouble with the job market that could pop up even more post-pandemic or as the pandemic continues for the next couple of months, perhaps. But then we have the one thing that's a joy, but also comes with, uh, you know, maybe some, I don't want to call it a burden, but the desire to help out and to fund certain things. The grandkids come along and often grandparents want to really help out with some of those things. Oh, yeah. this is a totally different uh, planning situation because, like you said, the, the grandparents want to get involved typically. They want to help them out. They want to start college funds. You know, they want to teach them about money. They want to teach them about what they did. They want to pass on all that knowledge. And you know what the old saying about grandkids is, Walter? 
I just know that it's nice to have them for a few days and spoil them and then send them back to their parents <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. The other one I heard, if I knew how much fun they're going to be, I had them first. Uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but think about this. For grandkids, many grandparents, they're going to want to do what? They're going to do big family vacations. Who's typically paying for this? What about the child care? This can be easily over $1,000 per month. One of my buddies is just adopting a baby, and he was telling me child care is $1,200 per month. Oh, that's a lot of money that you have to dole out for a number of years. College planning. You live out of state and you want to attend, or if you do live out of state and you want to attend as many events possible, then you have to travel. You have to get an airline ticket. You have to travel by car, whatever it is. Walter, all these things have one thing in common that it takes to do all these things. What is it? Dollars, money. Dollars, money, yep. So you will need to incorporate this into your income plan. If you're retired, you should have an income plan. If you don't, get one. Your income plan, so if now we have new grandkids, and I tell the story all the time. We have a couple live in Michigan. They travel to Texas all the time. We incorporated that in our plan. We know about what it's going to cost to fly there four to five times per year. So we incorporated that in their income plan. What are you going to sell to get those extra dollars? The same question I asked before. When you put your money to work, pay for it. The only way you're going to know is to sit down and start doing this planning. But take advantage of your grandkids because most grandparents I meet just really, really love that time. So plan for it. Plan for it to make the most effective time you can out of the dollars that you have and go forward and enjoy them all great pieces of advice, Kevin. And uh, this is the kind of advice that you get each and every week here on the show. We talk about financial and retirement planning. Uh, it's also the kind of things that Kevin talks about in the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. It's something that we talk about from time to time here on the show that you can get for absolutely free. It's a physical box that Kevin's going to send to you packed with books and special reports about saving money on taxes, proper income planning, and general retirement preparation. It's a great starting point for a lot of people who are beginning that retirement journey. If you have not picked up a Retirement Rescue Toolkit from Kevin, feel free to do so today. You can do that by texting the word KIT, K-I-T, put that in the message and send it to the number 33222. And we'll text you right back with a link to click on and put in your info. And then you can get that free Retirement Rescue Toolkit. No cost, no obligation. All you have to do is text the word KIT to the number 33222. And then we'll have the sensationally stupendous Stacy. We're starting to combine Ooh. her superlatives Ooh. here. Send that to you on, on Monday morning if Kevin doesn't go to the post office. So there you go. That's pretty cool. All right, we've been talking about kids and retirement planning, the role that they play during the process. And last but not least, generational wealth generational wealth. That's a big one. Uh, again, these are all different angles that we're approaching where the kids become part of the retirement planning process for you. And a lot of people really want to make sure that they're leaving that legacy to the next generation. Well, they do. You know, you worked hard, maybe you own a business and, you, you know, you have your children involved in that business or it's been, you know, this generational wealth has been passed down for over a hundred years, whatever the situation. And it's no different than anything else we talk about. It needs planning. And again, you know, life insurance could be a vehicle that you use because you can leverage your dollars two or three times in the tax-free dollars. Why would you consider doing that? Well, if you have a lot of, if you have a big business, let's say it's worth millions of dollars, there's going to be what's called an estate tax on that. And this life insurance, a lot of businesses we work with, we use this to pay the taxes so it doesn't come out of the estate. There are so many situations to be considered, like number, like we've been talking about. Do you own a business? If so, do your children work for your business? Most of them do. If you're gone, which one's going to be in charge? You know, what does that discussion look like? 
do you have some sort of trust drawn up? Because I'm hoping you do, because there has to be something involved from you or in writing from you to say how you want this wealth managed going forward. Is it maybe your second marriage and you and you're very successful and you've had wealth passed down to you and one partner came in with a lot more assets than the other. When you walk out on life, how are your assets going to be distributed? It should not be a verbal agreement because I can tell you one thing, Walter, they never work. Verbal agreements, you know, sound good on the surface, but when it comes down to it, they never work. So if that's you, you're probably going to need some sort of trust and you're going to need to stipulate who gets what, what gets what, and how you want things carried on when they're gone. So if you had inherited much of this wealth, you probably want to pass it on for generations like we're talking about. There's simple planning steps, just like we talk about week in, week out, that can be put in place. You have to have the proper attorney, the proper advisors. They need to work together along with the CPA and put this plan together so that when you are gone, this goes on for many more generations. And if that's you, don't procrastinate if you haven't done it because time is ticking and you need to get on this because remember, there is no tomorrow where none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. So you want to plan for it today to take care of your tomorrow. The number that you need to call if you want to get all your ducks in a row when it comes to your financial planning and retirement planning life is 888-885-PLAN. Make sure that you are well prepared to get to and all the way through retirement. These are the kinds of conversations that you need to be having, not just about, okay, how much is in the bank? Uh, how much do we need to live on? Sure, those are the starting conversations, but there's a lot of other levers that need to be pulled and other things to consider. Thinking about the kids, that was our specific example over the last 15 minutes. And as you can see, multiple different ways they enter the conversation that you need to plan for. So these are the conversations you need to be having if you aren't already. So if you want to get a full comprehensive financial plan, you can start the process by chatting with Kevin. It's an initial uh, complimentary review of your plan. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin's a financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. More than three decades of experience, uh, at least approaching that at this point. I'm like an old dodger. To, I try to make Kevin feel old with that uh, stat <laughs> there. Again, number to call, 888-885-PLAN. Give a call now if you want to get a complimentary financial review. More to come on today's show. Thanks for being with us. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. No need to make things hard on yourself. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Learn a simpler way to invest. All right, before we wrap up for the week, Kevin, we have a question on the mailbag from one of our listeners. Beth wants to throw this out your direction. Beth says, I max out my HSA every year, but never actually pull money out of it for medical expenses. If I just keep doing this every year, am I understanding it correctly that I can just build up a huge HSA balance that will be tax-free through retirement? Well, Beth, congratulations on fully funding it, but let me answer your question. With the HSA, not only are you setting money aside for your current medical expenses, but you're also saving for future health costs. You know, what is it this year or 10 years from now? We don't know. But when the time comes to make the withdrawal, you can take the money out of your HSA tax-free as long as it's for qualified medical expenses. Now, that's the key. If you use it for qualified medical expenses, tax-free. And there's another perk, too. Once you turn 65, your HSA will act like a traditional IRA. You can withdraw funds from your HSA for whatever you like, not just qualified medical expenses. But if it's not qualified medical expenses, Beth, Remember, you're going to have to pay taxes on those funds. And once you're enrolled in Medicare, 
You won't be able to contribute to your HSA any longer. So there's a time limit. So just think, all those contributions you made pre-Medicare, pre-age 65, is going to give you the freedom to pay for medical expenses tax-free in the future. So I think that's a good thing. But you, yeah, if it's for medical expenses, tax-free. So that was a long answer, Breath. I hope it helped you out. Yeah, it's a great question. Thank you for sending that one in. And if you have a question similar to that and you would like to get some customized guidance from Kevin and the Simply Financial and Insight Folios team, feel free to reach out at any time. You can do it right now, later, reach out during the week, but I always recommend do it while it's on your mind. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call. We do not have to feature your question on the show. You can have a private conversation with Kevin. No problem at all with that. 888-885-PLAN is the number to dial. Again, that's 888-885-7526 if you have any questions about your financial situation and retirement. 888-885-PLAN. Kevin, that's all the time that we have this week. Thanks for the help as always, and uh, we'll pick back up where we left off next week. Been fun, Walter. We'll talk to you next week. You do as well. Don't forget to look at the lights when you go home tonight. <laughs> well, <laughs> you too. Be complimentary. Yeah, I'm not being critical anymore. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks a lot, Kevin. And uh, we'll talk to all of you next week right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.